Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And with me today, I have Carolyn. Carolyn, welcome to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's great. It's great to have you. Well, can you uh, tell us about your life, your marriage, your ministry, and what or any uh, ministry projects you're working on? Yeah, sure. So I'm married to Richard, and we live in Worcester, which is just in the middle of England in the UK. Uh, I've got two teenage kids. They are 18 and 16. 16. Um, and my husband, he is the lead pastor of our church. Uh, we've been here about 15 years now. And so really, I just serve alongside him, mainly getting alongside women in the church who've got different things going on. I also lead the women's ministry and the music ministry here. Um, and in, in normal life, I would do a bit of Bible teaching at conferences and events for women and stuff. But in the UK, we're still in lockdown. So it's, uh, that's been a bit different this year. But um, I've mainly been focusing on doing some online content for the women in our church bible studies and and things like that um but just starting to think about teaching again live in the autumn so i'm currently uh trying to work on some conference talks on the book of jude awesome awesome well great to great to learn a little bit about you can you uh just tell us about your new book extraordinary hospitality for ordinary people seven ways to welcome like jesus why you wrote it and how you hope it'll be received yes yeah, so a couple of things have happened really uh before i before i'd think thought about writing a book i was teaching on uh the qualifications for church leaders one of which is that he should be hospitable and it really struck me that in the churches and spaces that i'd been part of that had really just been translated as his wife if he has one must be good at having loads of people around for dinner and i was thinking that the apostle paul must have surely meant more than that um, and at the same time i found myself having conversations with friends from church who were struggling with hospitality and feeling quite burdened and guilty because they didn't feel able to offer hospitality in the way we would traditionally understand it. So having lots of people around for dinner on a Sunday. Um, some of them just had living circumstances that made that difficult and others were struggling with um, mental health issues and other weaknesses uh, that made that really tricky for them. And so I, I really wanted to think about hospitality more broadly and see if we could offer a model that was more rooted in God's character rather than simply that traditional model. And so in the book, I look to explore some characteristics of welcome that we see in God and just think about how we can start to image that him in those, how we can reflect his welcome in our own. And so I guess I'm hoping really to, to relieve some of the burden that people may feel about hospitality and, and encourage them that they can learn to welcome like Jesus, even if they're not great at cooking or having lots of people around their house. So, yeah, just to try and clear up some of those misconceptions about hospitality, but also really wanted to excite people about the wonderful way in which God has welcomed us in the Lord Jesus. Um, just to 
really spend some time thinking about and exploring the wonder and the extraordinary hospitality he has shown us in the gospel. And I really hope that by doing that, that that would actually be more motivating than a to-do list. Um, But actually, that as we look at the way he has welcomed us, our hearts would naturally be moved to want to respond and welcome others in the same way. That's really good. Yeah. And and it's a really practical book. It's not only biblical, it's also very practical for the reason you said. And I think that's so important what you said about, you know, elders and hospitality, because I do think we take a cookie cutter approach to so many of these things. So it's good that you're trying to unravel that a bit for people because we we don't have to take a cookie cutter approach just because somebody likes to cook and somebody likes to, you know, make coffee or whatever that is, or, you know, just having people over is, is, is enough there. You know, you don't have to have, you know, whatever, you know, it can just be you and a conversation, you know, um, and that's hospitality too. So yeah. uh, why should, uh, why should Christians be concerned with hospitality? Well, I guess primarily because God is, and we should care about the things that God cares about. Um, so that there's obviously in the New Testament, the commands to be hospitable. Um, there's one, 1 Peter 4, 9, which is um, about offering hospitality without grumbling. Uh, then another one in Romans 12, uh, show hospitality to one another. But as well as those commands, really throughout scripture, we see God's heart for welcoming people, um, and especially those who are often excluded and not welcomed elsewhere. Um, Even in the law, uh, the Israelites were given instructions how they should welcome the foreigner and the stranger and those who are vulnerable among them. And so because God cares about welcome and God cares about hospitality, then we must too. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. What are some practices personally that you found helpful in engaging in hospitality? I think more recently, I've, I've found it helpful to stop and think who may needs my welcome. So it's it's really easy to focus on friends or people I find easy. I don't find it especially difficult to cook. So it's it can be fun for me to have a crowd of friends around for a meal. But I've been trying to think who most needs welcome, who who would most benefit um, those who are lonely or those who are struggling in, in difficult circumstances and perhaps those that no one else might think of. And, and so that's been helping me and actually st- through lockdown, that's been a helpful thing to think about. I mean, we're we're still really in lockdown in the UK, but we had a, we had a few months last year where we were allowed to have up to six people in our homes if we were distanced. And there's four of us in our family, and we haven't got loads of space. So really, it meant just inviting one person at a time. And actually, that was really good to stop and think about single friends or friends who are married to unbelievers and just might appreciate coming around to chat about the Lord and and for some spiritual encouragement. And so so that's the thing I found most helpful is stopping to think who would most benefit. But then also, I suppose, just on a practical level, keeping it simple, uh, not exhausting myself by by going over the top with fancy food or making everything perfect, but keeping it simple so that we can focus on our guests and focus on conversation. And also linked to that, really, accepting help. Um, You know, it's really tempting, isn't it, when people are coming around and they say oh what can I do what can I bring and we all want to be polite and say oh no 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 it's fine I've got it all but actually that that doesn't help me because I don't have it all together all of the time but it also communicates that I don't need or value your help and I'm not sure that's that's great either so I think accepting help and letting others get involved is is something that I've really learned to do as well. 
Yeah, and that invites more conversation. Because like, yeah. oh, that person doesn't have it all together. Yeah. Oh, so uh, you know, we can actually talk because they're Christian. Like, I was I played golf the other day, and I didn't even tell them like I'm a Christian or anything or what or anything. I would just usually tell people, oh, I write and I do this and that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so like later on, I'm like, what? Do you, so what do you write? And I told them like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and you know what? You could be a Christian and be a well-adjusted individual because yeah. some people think you know. Oh, well, you're a Christian. You're just, you know, a Bible thumper. And, and they laughed and they thought that was funny. But to your point, it's just like, hey, you don't have to have it all together. And then it just invites, you know, breaks down stereotypes and mm-hmm. being intentional about that is, is really good. So yeah. what what role does hospitality play in your ministry in the local church? Well, it's been really interesting to think about that through lockdown, because obviously the practices of hospitality have been quite different. But I think that the principles have been the same. And that's that I want to seek to show the same warm and indiscriminate welcome to others that God has shown me. Um, and so really looking sh- looking to make sure that people are included, whether that's in conversations or being invited to Bible studies or events that are happening. Um, I think, again, trying to notice those who other people might not notice and um, those, you know, who are just a bit awkward or a little bit on the fringe of things and need drawing in. Um, it, I try and keep some margin in my week just so that I can follow up with a text or phone call perhaps conversation that I've had on Sunday or that I've got maybe a bit of space in the diary to invite someone around for a coffee or a walk or or just to play a game with my family if that's what if that's what someone will need and um, I think one of the things we really liked doing as a family before COVID was and before a prayer meeting or a bible study just to invite someone in to share a simple meal with us really nothing fancy because it would often be quick especially if they were rushing from work but yeah just to have those informal times where people can just come and relax and offload about their day and know that they're they're welcome and wanted in in our lives so yeah it looks it looks different um much of the time but i think the principles are are communicating that people are welcome and wanted and valued yeah that's really really good really good what are what are some ways that christians can offer compassion and genuine hospitality to others yeah so i write about this a bit in the book about this um, compassionate welcome that God has shown us. Um, I think one thing we can do is to avoid favoritism in the way we welcome others. And so it's really easy, isn't it, to focus mm-hmm. on people we know well, or people who are like us and that we find quite easy to spend time with. But I think to, to look wider than that, of course, we want to spend time with friends and those we know well, but also to look wider, um, particularly for those who might be overlooked by others. And so one thing we can do maybe on a Sunday is to look around and think who is the person who is unlikely to receive a call or a text or a dinner invitation this week and I think that's probably the person that God wants me to welcome and then I think another thing is to be willing to move towards need and so many people walk away from need but we can we can be different we can walk toward need Um, and so one thing I encourage in the book is that we would take a walk or a drive around our neighborhood and and just pray that God would open our eyes to need and give us a heart that wants to respond to it. And then to try and think of specific ways that we can show compassion to our neighbours. It might be practical things, you know, offering lifts or providing meals, um, doing jobs in the home. Or it might just be giving them a hug uh, when when they look sad or, or taking the time to, to stop and talk and show interest in their lives. And I think we can do that in the workplace as well. 
um, you know, we can be the, the people that initiate conversation and who genuinely show interest in our colleagues, you know, to find out about their circumstances and their struggles and their family situations and, and remember to follow up on those conversations. And I think just communicate that we don't mind being interrupted, um, that we, we want to be involved in people's lives. And I mean, there's a cost to that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to point out in the book that hospitality does doesn't have to be burdensome and overwhelming in perhaps the traditional way but there is a cost isn't there when we when we go outside of our our comfort zone and and seek to show compassionate welcome but I think we can you know we can look back at the cross and and just see the way that God has so compassionately welcomed us in Christ um, and really ask him to give us the same compassion towards our neighbours those we know well and those we don't those in the church family and those around us yeah yeah that's that's really good. Yeah, I mean, what you said is so good. Praying, praying for those who are around us in our neighborhood, seeing, asking God, hey, what's what's happening? You know, there's people hurting people and struggling people. Mm -hmm. I think that's a prayer God will always answer. He'll always, you know, if you're asking God, hey, show me the needs. I mean, where is it the needs? I mean, Jesus says that the harvest is, you know, white for 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 harvest. It's wide open. Hello. Mm -hmm. So if you're praying like that and you're a Christian and you're asking God, you're asking God to use you, you know, to minister the people that are all around you that are, that are hurting and struggling. And you know, I think one thing that we're so tempted to do, right, is to be that person that'll answer every question they have. And but sometimes just being that presence for them, yeah. and just listening to them is just as effective. I mean, not, I'm not saying that you never have to say words, we have to say yeah. words, you know, we have content to the message, but just being that presence to that person mm -hmm. um, can be such a ministry to them mm -hmm. and not feeling like you have to share you know anything in that moment just listening to them um so many people are overburdened and they're really struggling but they don't even know how to go about it and just go about even sharing their hurts and their struggles and um so what you said is just so good and you're praying god use me in that moment god show me your need show me what's happening show me how people around me are you know hurting or struggling um th there'll be opportunities <laughs> i promise if you're gonna pray like that to be used by god so yeah, but we don't, I think we don't have to be overwhelmed. Like you don't have to meet every single need. And it's easy to think, oh, I don't want to pray that because there must be a hundred needs in my road. And what will I, you know, how will I meet them all? But I don't think we have to be overwhelmed by the, the scale of need. We can pray and ask the Lord, where do I fit? And what are my particular circumstances and abilities and um, opportunities? And, and and I think that that's quite freeing, isn't it? That to not be responsible to fix everyone like you're saying but to listen and to also listen for the spirits prompting and and move out where we can and um show show compassion and show welcome and care as we have opportunity yeah that's good what advice do you have for those wanting to get involved in hospitality others but aren't sure how to start that's such a good question <laughs> um, i think well i think again let's start with prayer so again pray that god would show you who needs your welcome and your welcome in particular and you know we do have different gifts we have different personalities and we're therefore able to reach others 
others in different ways. So I think start with prayer. You know, who who in church or work or my neighbourhood most needs welcome? And then again, think about what it would look like to offer welcome specifically to that person. Um, Because there isn't, like you were saying earlier, there isn't a one size fits all. Um, Hospitality doesn't have to look the same way, regardless of who we're welcoming. People have got different needs. Um, and we can we can seek to welcome in different ways. So think about whether for some it might be a meal, uh, for others it might be a walk or a coffee or uh, committing to make a phone call once a week or maybe offering to sit with someone in church or even meet them and go into church with them so that they're not alone. So trying to think about a, a, a specific way to welcome a, an individual. And then I think, again, keeping it simple. I mean, even if you're having someone over for a meal, don't be afraid just to order in pizza or invite them to just have a cake or ice cream or something in the garden or in the park and then I guess um I guess if you're someone who feels a little bit nervous about conversation and just you know how will I look after this person for an hour or two you know maybe think of a few questions that you could ask to get to know someone a bit more or think of things that you'd like to share with them and and maybe even spiritual things what you've been reading in your devotions or what struck you from the sermon series and so I think a little bit of thought and planning in advance can can take a little bit of anxiety out of the moment but start small and keep it simple and and watch and see what the Lord does through it yeah that's that's really really good really really good yeah and and you know uh, at various times I know like we've wanted to open our house um mm-hmm. we had my sister-in-law living with us for two years so we weren't able to open our house so mm-hmm. maybe that's you you're listening you're like well I can't do that necessarily mm-hmm. well you know <laughs> maybe you've already opened your house you know so you've already mm-hmm. are providing welcome you know mm-hmm. and just realizing that is good too so mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean, we still in the UK, we, we're still not able to open our home. So again, just inviting someone to go for a walk for half an hour in the park or, yeah. you know, something like simple like that. Yeah. Are coffee shops open there? No. Not yet. Soon. Uh, that's, hope. That's, that's brutal, man. <laughs> it <Ooh>. is harsh. <laughs> that is, that's really hard. Wow. In what way is hospitality a tangible way of demonstrating humility? Yeah. I mean, it really is, isn't it? I guess primarily because it's putting others before ourselves. Um, Um, It's choosing to focus on someone else's needs rather than what I want. Um, It's a way of showing others that they're important, um, that their needs matter to us, that we value them. And I think that there is a vulnerability in that. Um, We often worry about what people will think of us. Um, you know, the, the kind of subtle form of pride. If I invite someone into my home, they might see that, yeah, I don't have it all together and they might not think as well of me or, you know, they might see that I don't parent my kids well. And so I think there's a there's a vulnerability and a humility, but but we need to be humble. Uh, we need to take our eyes off ourselves. Um, we need to put our eyes on those that we're seeking to welcome. Um, and I think, and I think as well, it involves a willingness to serve in in unseen ways and unglamorous ways. And most people aren't going to hear about it if I invite a, a widow over for coffee. Um, and that's that's okay. That's a good thing because the point isn't for me to be seen. It's to it's to bless her. And I think we you know we have a wonderful example of this in the Lord Jesus. Um, he in his earthly life and ministry at times showed welcome in in spectacular ways, uh, in in supernatural ways. But he also washed his disciples' feet. 
and he he stooped to serve and i think uh, our humility in in the way we welcome others is is a reflection of his it's an opportunity anyway to try and reflect him in that yeah that's that's really really good really really good what role does hospitality have among church members in the local church well i guess we want to welcome and accept one another in the way that we've been welcomed by god in the lord jesus um we recognize that we are all undeserving recipients of his grace and his mercy no one's more or less deserving than another and and i guess we want to seek to reflect that grace to one another and to those who join us and so the church gathering should be inclusive uh, everyone should feel welcome and wanted um, and included no one should be able to um, come in and feel that I could never belong here um, but I think our, our welcome of one another our hospitality isn't, isn't limited to our interactions on a Sunday uh, we want to look for opportunities throughout the week to welcome each other into our lives um, those who either have been rejected by or don't have a good relationship with their families should find genuine family uh, in the household of God and, um, and homes and places where they can relax and, and share. Those who are weak, those who are struggling, um, need encouragement, need people to come alongside them and, and keep pointing them uh, to the truth of the gospel. And so um, although I've, I've kind of made the point in the book that hospitality doesn't have to happen in the home, those of us who can open our homes to each other should. We know we don't want to retreat behind closed doors. We want to welcome uh, people in. And, and I think part of that is, is not cramming our lives so full of other things that there isn't space to welcome the church family throughout the week um and so it's it's vital really it's it's how we it's it's how we show the gospel to others um i think yeah that's good that's really good but where can people go to find out more about your work online on social media otherwise yeah so generally i'm on twitter um so i think it's lacy underscore carolyn um i'm on instagram i'm a bit new to instagram but i'm trying to get into it um and then i do have a blog it's it's called um a better country and you can find it um i've been a bit quiet on the blog while i've been writing the book just because all, all of my energies were going there but i'll try and get i'll try and get a bit better at keeping up with that that's cool. months going. yeah sounds good well you know there's a lot that we haven't talked about about this subject because um, we could really you know talk a lot about it just do you have a few takeaways for us carolyn yeah sure I'll, I'll give you a few um well i guess the first the big one really that i've i've wanted to communicate in the book is that god has shown us extraordinary welcome in the gospel and and he invites us not just to accept his welcome of us but also to join him in welcoming others and so our hospitality is a privilege uh, not a burden when we see it like that um I guess another thing linked to that is is remembering the goal of our hospitality. It's always to point to his. And so in what we do, whether it's in our home or, or elsewhere, we're not looking to show off our skills or our talents or our homes or our cooking or, or whatever it is. We're always looking to show off our saviour. And so I think remembering the goal of hospitality is key. Um, linked to that again, uh, I guess, focus on character rather than cooking. Um, that is what is going to point 
to him, people aren't going to remember what they've had to eat with us, but they will remember um, the way in which we've welcomed. And so I think to focus more on who we're becoming rather than what we're doing. And then I guess one more I'll, I'll say is to try and keep an eternal perspective. And because although I'm talking about hospitality being perhaps less overwhelming and burdensome than it needs to be, there is a cost and it can be uncomfortable. Um, but we can look ahead and we can anticipate our, our place at the eternal feast. We can anticipate those who might be there with us because we've taken time to welcome them in this life. And so I think when, when it does feel hard, when it does feel costly or uncomfortable to keep that eternal perspective and focus on the joy that is ahead um, as we as we realize fully what it means to be welcomed by God into his family. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well said. Well said. Well, guys, we've been, uh, and ladies, guys generally, uh, people, we've been talking with Carol and Lacey today. Yeah, I made that awkward for everybody. Um, we've been talking with today with uh, Carol and Lacey about her new book, Extraordinary Hospitality for Ordinary People, Seven Ways to Welcome Like Jesus. And guys, uh, I did endorse this book, so you know that if I endorsed it, it's a good book. And uh, so thank you so much for your work today work in the book and for the conversation caroline i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day oh thanks dave it's been really good to talk to you yeah thank you for listening to the equipping you and grace podcast if you enjoyed it please subscribe rate us on the app and share this with your friends and family on social media if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.